The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. What's going on, YouTube? It's time to Mega Preview Pod, the Open Championship Storylines, Best Bets 1 and Done. Hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed. We'll start now. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and here we go, the 150th Open Championship Mega Preview Pod. I know the coach is here. Coach, good to see you. Fired up. Ready to go. Let's get it. And Kyle Porter, KP, is there. Kyle Porter, uh, he's looking at this grin. He just has this grin on his face. Hello, sir. It's It's been, uh, you know, I, I remember Scott Van Pelt saying probably a decade ago now that Augusta National is the one place that, that always lives up to the hype, that never disappoints. And I think you can throw uh, St. Andrews in, into the mix as well. It's only Tuesday, and I'm already saying that. It's been just an extraordinary trip i i can't it, it, it almost feels the 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 back like the town is the backdrop almost feels not real like it feels like a you know like the truman show where it was the the wall that you like couldn't go past that's that's a little bit what it feels like to me but it, it's it's been amazing i i can't believe that i'm actually here gotten to play some super fun golf uh at some crazy courses and uh you know, Tiger said it today, but this is the most historic open ever. And, uh, you know, it's only Tuesday and it's already, it's already felt like that. It is. Yes. Shaping up to be an absolute special one. I want to dive right into it, but first I need to ask for 30 quick seconds because we've been nominated for the best sports podcast in the people's choice podcast awards. And we'd appreciate it if you go over there and vote for us. So here's what you can do. You can hit the link in the description. You can scan the QR code on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, you can type in podcastawards.com forward slash app forward slash sign up and then go down to the sports category and choose the first cut podcast. That would be very much appreciated if you could take the time. Gentlemen. Oh boy. History. Uh, Coach Kyle already gave us a little bit of a, a, a glimpse of it, but we've got Tiger, we've got St. Andrews, we've got the 150th, we've got all the live stuff lurking. We 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 got it all. We got it all. There is, at least for me, there has never been more anticipation for a major championship uh, in Europe than there is for this particular one. All the stuff that you just said, uh, it's going to be amazing. And I think so far as we lead into it, I think with what Tiger has said the last 24 hours, we'll get into with Rory, but seeing all the images of Tiger and Jack, Tiger and Rory and Jack, and then Tiger and Rory and Jack and Lee, and then, and then uh, the, the females as well. It's been amazing to watch from afar. I can only imagine what it's like for uh, Kyle to be there. And I said this yesterday, on one of the shows that I did, that I don't think there's ever been a major that a player would want to win more 
than this one this week because this will always be remembered. It will always be remembered as a very special week with all the champions in attendance and what it means as well. KP, you spoke with Rory McIlroy in what we call an exclusive to cbssports.com. First off, how does an exclusive come together? Do you just text him? Do you just grab him in the corner? Like, what is that even? How does this even happen? I, grab him in the corner is a little aggressive. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, he was actually staying at, uh, at Adair Manor, which is where they had the JP McManus Pro Am, uh, all of last week. So he wasn't, you know, I, I always feel bad doing that, but it, yeah, it just is text. And, you know, he, I don't think he was doing a ton last week. He played the, the round with Tiger at Bally Bunyan, obviously, but didn't have a ton going on. So, yeah, we just got together on, I guess it was Saturday afternoon, my time, Saturday morning, your time, and uh, had a great chat. He's, he's always very generous with his time. And uh, yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. And it was a, you know, it was a cool thing to do ahead of, what I think and kind of what coach said is, is the most, uh, most important event of the year. Yeah. He was probably hanging around making sure he wasn't going to injure anything in advance of this open championship. <laughs> keep, that, keep that ankle nice and nice and safe. Okay. KP th it's, it's a wide range. It's available on cbsports.com right now. There's everything from book recommendations to his thoughts about live the latter, probably uh, making more of the headlines, but what do you think is the biggest takeaway from what Rory McElroy had to say to you? Well, I, I guess it has to be the live stuff. You know, I asked him to sort of clarify what he told the BBC, which I lose track of this stuff. I think you and I talked about last week, Rick. Or no, uh, excuse me, Mark and I talked Mark. about yeah. yeah, Mark and I talked about it. That's right. Because you were you were out for a bit. Um, and, and he sort of clarified that and, and uh, you know, just said... <laughs> Yeah, I have to like mentally assent to dive back into all this stuff because it's so complicated. But essentially said like I don't want live to exist. But and and I think what he's what he's getting at here is this. These were not the words that he used, but essentially he was saying, but if the Saudis are insistent on their money being in the golf world, then let's get it into the PGA Tour, European Tour, and. And, and make those organizations better, which is essentially what has happened in other sports, right? Now, whether you agree with that or not is not, you know, I, it, it's up to you. Like, I, I think that could still be critiqued and criticized in a lot of ways, but I, I don't, I think people accusing him of flip-flopping, it's more an evolution of his uh, stance on where the money is coming from. He's not in, in any way saying that he wants live to exist. He's simply saying, if that money's going to be in golf, get it away from live, give it to us, make a live go away. And let's just sort of work things out um, in this sport, which again is going back to kind of what F1 has done in their sport. So I, I guess that's probably the biggest takeaway it, for me. It wasn't the most exciting thing. Cause I really wanted to talk to him about, um, about this particular event. And I thought, I thought for me, you know, I asked him, does this feel, does this open feel more consequential than other, than other majors and opens? And I was surprised that his answer usually he's he gets like big picture really easily and uh, he'll he'll and he even talked about how he loves contextualizing things but he went straight to yeah it feels more consequential because I'm playing awesome is essentially what he said and I was it was kind of like hell yeah like that's a, that's that's a great answer because you know I think 
I think sometimes we sort of categorize him as a spokesperson for golf, which he's been in a lot of ways. And we forget that he's an individual golfer that's trying to win major championships as well. And so for me, that I thought that was a pretty cool answer. Uh, I'll put a bow on this lift stuff here, uh, coach, because I have I have the quote and then we can get on to everything else. That's that's St. Andrew. So the, the McElroy quote to Kyle is, uh, quote, uh, if Liv went away tomorrow, I'd be super happy. My stance hasn't softened softened on that, but my stance on where the money is coming from is where I've sort of softened because I just look at every other sport and I see the money that's going in there and I can see what benefits that has. It's hard because ultimately, do you want more money being invested into the PGA Tour? I think yes, that would be great. End quote. So that that's the bow on Rory's uh, comments. They're kind of explaining recent remarks that he's made. Yeah, that's kind of where I've taken my stance. And I, I've taken some heat because everybody knows that I work for the PGA Tour. I do a lot of events. Uh, but I've, I've never had an issue with where the money comes from because so many other sports and so many other companies do business with Saudi Arabia. My issue was with kind of what Rory was saying, that this whole, ah, we're growing the game, we're doing this. No, you're not. You're just kind of what Tiger said. And I thought Tiger, with him putting his stamp on this, I think it's going to change how everything moving forward. After the Open Championship, there's going to be a severe division. And with Tiger saying, listen, what are these guys doing? It's exactly what I've been saying. He said, there is no incentive to practice. There is no incentive for competition. There is no incentive to get down, as he says, in the dirt because you have all this upfront money. Yes, other athletes make a lot of money. Yes, but they have to go out and earn it. And if they don't earn it, they're not on the team the next year. So this... I, I love what Tiger said. I love what Rory said. And, yeah, if they want to put a bunch of money, let's go to the PGA Tour. Everybody can play together. But there's no way that both tours are going to live separately and do that. So I'm glad that you asked him, Kyle, to clarify. And I love that Tiger finally put his stamp on this thing. So now we can go this way and the live guys, uh, they can go that way. Uh, real, real quick, two things. One, it does seem like the tours have, you know, I, <laughs> There again, this is all people are talking about here. It seems like the tours have a little bit boxed out the live money and just sort of said, whatever, you guys do your own thing. And I think that live and the people behind live have kind of taken that a little personally and been like, okay, okay, we'll, we'll see how this goes, you know? And I don't know how that's going to play out. But then the other thing, and coach said it, Tiger, I thought was, I thought he was frankly, I thought he was extraordinary on the live stuff. I, I thought the way he, and this is sort of what I've been saying, he didn't really mention the, the, the PJ tour a lot, but he said, listen, like you get a bunch of money. He, it was almost like he couldn't comprehend why players would take money over the chance to compete for major championships. He, he was just so like bewildered by anyone who would even consider that. <laughs> And, which is uh, listen like tiger's got all the money and all the majors so it's 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 you know i think lesser players would be like whatever dude like you you have all of both so it's easy for you to say <clears throat> but i just i felt like he was um i thought he was so good on like man like i i genuinely think if you made tiger choose between money and getting to contend for majors he would, cho- he would choose getting to contend for majors. I just wrote an article about this on for CBSSports.com, and I said, you know, he's the man in the arena. Like, he, he's, the, he's the man in the arena who uh, he, he doesn't mind failing. He'll put himself out there, and he, he's succeeded a lot, but he, the, the only thing he doesn't want is to not get an opportunity to contend and to compete. And that's, I think that's rarer in sports and in golf than we realize. 
and I thought it was pretty cool of him to talk about today. Can you imagine just and and I, and I promise this will be the last thing I say because I'm I'm just so disgusted by some of the images that I've seen. Can you imagine what Tiger would say if he would have saw Pat Perez after an 80 celebrating on a plane of victory of any kind? What do you think Tiger would have done? He shot an 80 and he was part of a team that had won something. You think he'd be walking around, we are the ch-. Stop it. Just stop it. I mean, it's so ridiculous. But as Pat said, he made a lot of money, so God bless him. But true competitors, true people that like to line up and say, I want to be better than you, they don't want to play there. Well, and that's what, I mean, Tiger coming into this week even, like he's not, he's, he's probably not going to win, right? And I think he knows that. But damn, like he just wants to compete at the, yeah. at the at the old course. And I just I have so much respect for that sort of attitude at this point in his career. Like he just wants to compete. He he's not an idiot. Like he knows that he doesn't have the goods. He doesn't have the stuff to keep up with Rory and Rom and Spieth and all these guys, but he just wants to like just have like a sliver of an opportunity to win the open championship. And I just think that's sweet. Like, I think that is, it's just the opposite of what we gotten from all the live stuff. And I think it's freaking awesome. Here is the, uh, tiger quote to close this out. He was kind of alluding to the uncertainty of, of being able to, uh, the live guys being able to play major championships. And he would say, quote, but that is a possibility that some players will never, ever get a chance to play in a major championship. Never get the chance to experience this right here. Walk down the fairways at Augusta National. That, to me, I just don't understand it. End quote. Speaking yep. of Tiger, Tiger Woods coach, uh, he has played. All, by the time he tees off on Thursday, he might have played as many uh, practice holes this week at St. Andrews than he did in the major championships earlier this year. I mean, he is piling up time <laughs> on the old course right now. Uh, clearly, ready for ready, getting ready for this week. It, it feels like two things. It feels like he's one of us, and he wants to take an opportunity to play his favorite course in the world as much as humanly possible. And then also, I think, and it was either you, Rick, or you, KP, one of you two, said he's all in this week. He is all in. He's physically all in. Uh, I, I think it was you said uh, the physios better be ready the minute he steps off the course because you can best believe that after 36 holes on Friday, the one person that you will not say did not give it everything he had is Tiger Woods. I don't care if he shoots a plus 10. You know he's going to be grinding walking across the bridge going up to the final uh, green, all of that. And that's what I'm here for. Now, on another show I did earlier today, I said, can you imagine if Tiger somehow contends and he's there on Sunday? Imagine what that would be like. I can't. And I know, as Kyle said, it's probably not going to happen, but damn it, the golf fan in me, the golf kid in me, he wants it so bad. Yeah. I. <laughs> so I, I don't think he can win. But the way the I was I was walking with a group today and some of the players were talking about how, like, listen, I've never seen this golf course this firm, like not not the greens. The greens are, are actually fairly receptive, but I think it just I think it benefits Tiger a lot if there's going to be a ton of run out because he can just sort of like intellect his way around this place and that that doesn't mean you're going to score that doesn't mean you're going to even make the cut but the and i think it was rory that said this in his presser he's like the way the course is set up i, I actually 
I actually think he can contend, you know, wow. and, and, uh, I, again, I, I wouldn't pick him to win. I don't really think he's going to be like in it late on Sunday, but this, this honestly might be the last best opportunity, not just for him to win a major at, at the open championship at St. Andrews, but a major at all, you know, and, and it, maybe not, I, I don't know. I don't, he doesn't know how the next couple of years are going to go, but he is, uh, He's going for it, which is which is pretty cool. And there will be if he makes the cut, there will be no withdrawing on Saturday night like there was at the PGA no. Championship. <laughs> yeah, nine, is, nine, nine months to rest and recuperate before yeah. Augusta National. Yeah, and you know, even missing the U.S. Open to lead into this, he just his love for this golf course and this event, the Open, is uh, is immense. And it's been it's been cool to sort of get to watch that even you know from afar like in the press room and, and on the golf course I'm, I'm excited about his week i think it's going to be special no matter what happens yeah this you know going back to the old course coach for the 150th and uh, this is i hope he proves us all wrong clearly the last time that tiger will be close to competitive form at the old course right even if we go back in five years five years feels like an eternity from now so this is truly going to he 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 swatted down like any retirement conversation which i can't even believe he was asked about but this this should be i i think looked at through a different lens there is no question i think it it, it should be looked at in a different lens and Somebody in the chat had a good question. Would this be looked at as more impressive than what he did in 2019 at the Masters? And I think that's a phenomenal question, and I don't know the answer to that. But I, I do know this, that I believe because of what Kyle said, the firmness of this course and the fact that you cannot go over and play the Open Championship first time, second time, maybe even a third time, and really feel like you can compete. We heard Phil famously say for years and years, I'll never win the Open Championship. My game cannot win the Open Championship. So I think there are maybe 30, maybe 30 guys that can legitimately stand in the mirror Wednesday night and say, I have a chance to win this tournament. And with that being said, why can't Tiger contend? Because if he's got the intellect, which we know that he does, if he knows this game better than anybody, knows the humps and the bumps, why can't he got contend when I know that Cameron Young when I know that Mito Pereira, when I know that all these young studs, what they do last week at the Scottish Open, plus seven, plus eight, plus 10, plus 11, it takes a lot to play this stuff well. And you throw in all of that. Jack's on campus. Lee Trevino's on campus. All of these big names that normally don't show up, they're there this particular year. That adds more pressure for these young kids. So I think that gives Tiger an even better chance with the Xanders and the JTs and the Roys, I think it's going to be a big game hunting weekend. And I think the leaderboard Saturday morning is going to be all studs. As if the real quick, God, do you want me to end us on Tiger and we can move yes. on to? Yes. Okay. So this is what I wrote and I'm glad you brought up the, I'll just read what I wrote because I'm not going to say it better, but I'm glad you brought up the retirement thing because I think, so I wrote this, there's been much chatter this week about whether, Tiger would wave goodbye on Friday or Sunday on the Swilkin Bridge, where on Monday he took a photo with the only other man who can even be compared to him. He laughed at the question because to believe deeply that such a thing could happen is to not understand Tiger Woods whatsoever. The through line of Tiger's career and the thing he's always wanted most is simply to be the man in the arena. 
Now he gets the best arena in sports, perhaps for one last miracle triumph, but far more probably for a concluding defeat. And I think my point in that is like, I just, it, it would be so easy to at 46 with like half a leg to just sort of wander over here and go to the champions dinner and like hang out or whatever. But like, I think he just wants to feel even what it feels like to lose. Right. Because to, to, to the, it's the Theodore, uh, uh, the Theodore Roosevelt quote, um, about like, you know, at least you like, whether, you know, triumph or defeat, at least you're not with the cold and timid souls that know, know neither, you know? And I think that, I think that tiger is fearful of knowing neither, like he doesn't want to live there. And so I just, I don't know. I have a ton of respect for him jumping back into the arena. And I think that, I think he's going to remain there for a long time, whether, you know, is he going to be shooting 85s at majors? No, but I think that he's going to, as long as he can just get in there and mix it up, even if he just leads for a round or two rounds or whatever. And I think that's, I think that's pretty awesome. Cause I think it is an indication of the kind of champion that he is. Uh, I love that. And there are, there's like nine more storylines that I want to talk about, but I can weave them into uh, the pick side of this. We also have a hard out for KP coming up here. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we'll talk more storylines, get into our picks. Our best bets are one and done, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything 
works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. Okay, picks, sleepers, top 10 and one and done. Coach, let's start with our sleepers here. You went and you scoured Caesar Sportsbook and you found yourself a golfer at 65 to one who primarily resides on the DP World Tour. Yeah, and that's why his number is so high, and that's why a lot of people don't know who this dude is. But Ryan Fox can absolutely play. He also owns a top 20 finish at the Open Championship, so he knows how to play Lynx golf. He did not play very well last week, but I think that's just uh, it's one of those bad weeks. But we're talking about sleeper. To me, it's got to be uh, 5,000 or higher. And this number, for a, a trust and believe everybody at home, this guy can play. And at plus 6,500, it's worth a little sprinkle. He had eight straight top eights on the DP World Tour. Um, That was going into last week, but I guess that was a co-sanctioned event. He made the cut there. So uh, that is Ryan Fox, 65 to 1. Mark didn't get the note about 50 to 1 or longer. He went with Louis Eustace uh, with his sleeper, 40 to 1. I went with Corey Connors at 80 to 1. Just give me all that fun tee to green stuff and see what happens. And KP... You found your guy, yourself a guy who, uh, outside of Rory McIlroy, might be having the best major championship. <laughs> He's up there. You know, 13 guys have made the cut at the first three majors, and uh, Power's one of them, and he's got the sixth best score. Uh, Zalatoris and Rory are ahead of him. I think JT's ahead of him. I can't remember the other two that are ahead of him. But he's played really well at the majors. You know, he, he hasn't. He hasn't been that great in his last couple of events. I think he was T30 at the Irish Open. But, man, I just if you can play major championship golf at places like Southern Hills and the Country Club and Augusta National, that, that to me, says a lot about what you could do at the old course. So, you know, last time we, we saw a long shot uh, Irishman uh, take the lead going into the final round at the old course. That was Paul Dunn back when he was an amateur. So uh, Seamus Power is a lot shorter odds than Paul Dunn was, but I, I do I do think he'll have a good week at uh, at the old course this week. Yeah, eighty to one. Seamus Power is Kyle Sleeper. KP, I'll just I'll just hang right here with you for your for your top ten. It's Rory McIlroy. Um, we talked about him from kind of a romantic side of things. Let's talk about him from his chances of winning this week. Yeah, you know. He, it, it, this is interesting. He's, and I was actually talking to him about this today during his practice round. He's never finished in the top 10 in all four majors in the same year. He came close in uh, 14, 2014. He won two. And then I think he finished like T20 at, at the US Open when Martin Keimer won. But this would be a first for him to finish top, top 10 in all four majors. And I just, I mean, his golf, he, he, he kind of faded at the Travelers, which is the last tournament that he played in. But he was, I think, just cooked from the Canadian Open, the U.S. Open, whatever, four straight weeks that it was that he played. And his golf is, you know, I was I was looking at uh, strokes gain for the whole year, and he finally overtook Scotty Scheffler going into this week. He's like 2.59, and Scheffler's at 2.58. So as good a year as Scheffler's had, Rory is, has been, technically been better if you look at strokes gained and uh i just he's been good at the open three of the last five three of his last five opens have been top tens so it's not a great number but uh it does seem like kind of a lock that he would finish in the top 10 this week doesn't have to worry about that left miss 
at the old course, go ahead, miss it left, see what happens. You'll be playing out of the uh, adjacent fairway, Rory McIlroy plus 130 to finish inside the top 10. I got I got a bone to pick with somebody about this graphic, Coach. I don't know if it's you. I don't know if it's producer Jacob. First of all, it says Greg on the side. Why that, would it be me? I, I know. Why would I have anything to do? I love my coach, name. Coach, coach doesn't know how to put this graphic together, to be fair. Uh, that's for sure. Thank but I you, thought, <laughs> Coach, did you pick the same guy for top 10 and the pick to win? Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure that like you didn't like send duplicates in. I'm just checking. So this is all Jacob's fault. I thought you were talking about the name. I'm talking about the name too. There's a lot going on in this graphic that doesn't look right. And but I I I am I am always defending the jeweler. There we go. See how fast he gets it done. I will never. I my life can't exist without Jacob. So I would never take it from him. It's probably my fault for. Uh, forcing this podcast to be taped an hour earlier than everybody thought. So you can blame me, Coach. Well, it's all for a good reason, though. I'm sure you have a very good reason for this. Um, <laughs> he says that like he knows you have a horrible reason for it. <laughs> he doesn't, but it, but it's not a it's not a great reason. No, I do know the reason, and I respect it. Um, so, <laughs> so I will say this. So in golf betting, we call this stacking. Sometimes, if you're super, super confident in a guy to win but you still want to have a chance to cash it because it's so incredibly difficult to do it, then you'll stack where I'll do a top 10 and a top 20 with the same guy. How can you not do that with Xander Shoffley? He's won his last two starts, and he won the Scottish Open on a league's course, and he even said he had his B game, C game, and still was able to get it done on Sunday. So he had good days, bad days, still got it done. So I think he's going to be an easy top 10. I also think he'll win, but this gives me a way of guaranteeing me a profit to play it this way. Plus 165, Xander, to finish inside the top 10. 1,400, that's 14 to 1, on Xander Shoffley to win for the coach. Xander Shoffley, hottest player on planet Earth right now. I went with Max Homa. I love Max Homa. I love his stat profile. I love everything that's going on. He's playing with Tiger. He's stoked about it. 5 to 1 for him to finish inside the top 10. KP, your pick to win. It's the same as mine. And Zach yep. Jeffers uh, was very astute earlier. We have a comment from Zach. He says, can we take the pulse on KP's Spieth victory by seven take from TPC Potomac week? Well, uh, Zach, I think Kyle's just given us his answer. It's not going to be seven, but uh, it is going to be a Spieth win. I, I just, you know, I, I even, I asked him this in his presser today. I said, you've talked a lot about kind of the creativity that it that that you enjoy on on links courses and i said does that free you up more mentally or physically and he said he thinks it frees him up more physically because he said you don't have to take like okay this straight line this is the point that you got to hit to and if you don't hit it there you're not going to score he's like you can be more sort of free flowing and say well i could i i like sort of just need to hit it over here and run it up here and get it close and then make the putt and it just there's more options, which I think just unlocks so much of what makes him great. And we've seen this a little bit at Augusta National, but we see it more at Open Championships. He's been so good at this tournament over the last, basically since 2015 when he finished T4. He's got a T20, he's got a T30, and everything else is like scaring the win. Is like almost winning. And uh, I don't know, I just, it, it would be a, you know, I think either him or Rory winning would be a cool way to end the summer. But I think I'd trust Spieth more on really fast, firm, links style golf courses. 
Uh, Spieth for myself and Kyle, coach, as he mentioned, went with Xander Shoffley. Mark went with Rory McIlroy at nine to one to win the Open Championship. Uh, best bets, gentlemen. This is where we go over to Caesars and we look through every possible option and we find the best thing that we can find. And coach, you found yourself a top 20 on someone who's already won a major this year. You're darn right. I think uh, that last week really ticked off JT missing the cut. And the image of him standing over having to watch Jordan Spieth tee off from the hotel room that he was staying in, that also ticked him off. So I think he's going to come in, play really, really well. But I don't think he is absolutely suited to win on an open championship course. So I'll give him a top 20, though, at plus money. Just a hair of plus money, plus 105 for JT you know, on that return if he finishes on the first two pages of the leaderboard. We've talked a lot about Rory. I like him. How can you not? I think he goes top 10 at all four major championships. And if he does here this week, it's plus 130. And KP, coach was just saying, you take a guy to win. You back it up with a top 10. You have done that yourself with Mr. Jordan Spieth. Yeah, I, I think my question for you, Rick, is do you like Rory at that number more than Spieth? I guess you do, but I'm wondering why you like Rory at that number more than Spieth at this number. I think Spieth has had... Three really good venues for him, uh, and he has not made much of of his major championship season this year. I think the the floor for Rory uh, is is incredibly high right now, and much higher than that of Jordan Spieth. Will Spieth find the magic? I mean, right, he stunk on Sunday at the Scottish Open and could have still won it fairly easily. I I, I think Spieth's range of outcomes is is much wider than Rory's. Yeah, I, I think I think that's probably true real real quick guys i know somebody in the chat jeff said no love for returning champ morikawa it hasn't been widely talked about but he's trying to Im implement i don't know why he's doing it right now a draw and so he's been playing terrible and then he talked about oh i'm trying to move it both ways because that's what all the other guys can do i'd be very careful with calling morikawa this week i just don't <laughs> think he's gonna play well you can't make these changes at this time of the year yeah the thing that worries me about morikawa and i think rick and i have talked about this but I don't know if he's a good wind player. You know, I watched him at, at Southern Hills. I'll never forget. It was the par three. It was like the 14th, I think. And he just hit this ball that got swatted, like a, just got matumboed out of the air, you know? And it, it, it was it was kind of jarring to see a two-time major champion hit it. And it might have just been a bad shot. But I, I obviously, he's a really good ball striker. But I don't know if he hits that kind of heavy... Uh, and even like flighted ball that you need at open championships where the wind blows. It wasn't, I mean, there was some weather last year, but it wasn't crazy. And if it gets up at all at, at St. Andrews this year, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see how he plays in that. If he's able to win, it'll be the first back to back open champion since Patty Harrington did it in 2007, 2008, which was immediately after Tiger 0506. That's pretty sick. I think Tom, I think Tom Watson. Tom Watson was the one to do it before that, like 83, 84 or something, 78, 79. I don't know. Fun fact, Colin Morikawa in the longest winless drought of his career. It's, <laughs> 19, it's 19 starts. Guys would die for that, right? Oh, one out of every 19. Sure, sure, sure. Longest winless drought of his career. That's how sick this guy is. Those are our bets. We've got one more thing to do. It's our one and done selections. We're going to do that. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. 
Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, I got one more thing to do. I got like six more minutes with Kyle here from the scene. So um, one and done, gentlemen. And I've got the fan vote third place for the fans with 15 percent of the vote louis stason second place 16 percent of the vote tony finau and in a runaway an absolute runaway 28 and a half percent of the vote the fans have opted to go with patrick cantlay for this wow that's disgusting that's a horrible pick Congratulations! Usually it's, coach, usually it's coach who rips the fans in this at this moment. Now it's Kyle. The, the fans can pound sand. I'm just jealous of their picks. Uh, that that's. I mean, Pat, you're going with the guy that's that's finished in the top ten in two of twenty four starts at majors. It hasn't it's, been great. I also don't know how creative Cantley is. He can't have had very many good Open Championship finishes i know he hasn't finished in the top 10 because there's only two or i think 2019 masters and 2019 pga maybe i he what's his best open finish rick uh i'll find out while i do that the fans are okay they're they're complaining that they didn't have any options they came in halfway through the year like we, we have no less options than they do the next year they can just vote on their own we're handing them players is what we're doing Next year, you know what? Let them just vote on their own, and we use the highest percentage, and then we'll see how they'll really do. Uh, That's what we do. Patrick Cantlay, T12 in 2018, T41 in 2019, missed the cut last year. Say that again. (laughs) T, I knew knew that did not register. (laughs) T12 in 2018, T41 in 2019, missed the cut last year. So he's only played in three. Sam Burns has only played in one, by the way. The number nine player in the world's played in one open championship. Right. Weird. Yeah, yeah I, I I hate the Cantley pick. I don't think I don't know if he's even creative. Like, can he hit? Can he fight the ball? I don't know, man. Honestly, I don't know. Not when, <laughs> I, not when I've ever watched him. But I, I I I we talk about Morikawa not being a great win player, and he won last year. But I don't think Cantley is. He's a great ball striker. I don't know if he's a great wind player yeah i can't get that shot he hit into the water at at uh at travelers out of my head it was like 60 yards short (laughs) what is that what i don't i don't understand how a pro hits that shot at least this week if you hit it 60 yards short of the pin you might still be on the green you still have a ball at it yeah that's true oh it's gonna be so awesome like i can't wait to see balls just 
bounding around all over the place here. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler for seeing Najad, so you can chalk that up to a missed cut. Kyle, you went with DJ, which, okay, okay, I had some live guys available, and I was like, I might as well just use them. I, I didn't end up doing it, but I, I think this is kind of savvy. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, I guess, it's basically the only top 25 guy that I had left. So I, I was saving him and Brooks. I don't really know why. I've spent Brooks at the U.S. Open, so I'm just, I'm using DJ. DJ's played really well here at times. He hasn't, I think he finished like T, I don't know, 48 in 2015 or something. But he has had some really good rounds here. So I don't know. We'll see. Jacob and I. Have gone with Max Homa, Jacob. Let's let's roll, baby. You and I. You've been hot. I'm trying to ride the coattails. Let's do it. I mean, look, we avoided the C Najad mush. What I Perfect. am worried about Max Homa this week is getting like just the tiger mush of having to play with him for the yeah. first two rounds, like the hard um, eye emojis. Did, yeah, did he you could be distracted. Like, did you guys not see his post? What's that? What do you think? Not every single one since 2015 that he's made like once a week okay. about Love and Tiger. There you go. But he now has a voice to it. He posted it today. Talking about the first time he ever played with Tiger because he's such a hero. He literally has a, a picture of him staring at him from behind, almost in hero worship. And then at the very end of the piece, he goes, oh, by the way, I missed the cut. And that's what's going to happen this week. He's going to miss the cut again because he's going to be so starstruck of playing with all those people around. Good pick, boys. Good pick. Thank Coach, you. you want a showdown on that? Oh, uh, uh, you... Max Homa to miss the cut. I'll take he will no. not miss the cut. No, no I'm not going to do that. I didn't say okay. he was going to miss the cut. Did oh, I? I, I wanted to dance. All right. I did yeah. say he was going to miss the cut. I, was... Actually, I think you did just say he was going to miss the cut. Was... But uh, no, I'm not. But uh, no, he's playing too good. That'd be a dumb bet on my part. No, I'm not going to do that. I, I would take I your head up him. with Ryan Fox, though. Homa versus Ron Fox? Yeah. I'll take that. Damn it, let's go. Rick, we've got a showdown, big boy. We've got a Wait. showdown. Wait. Wait for it. <laughs> Come on. It's gonna be a showdown. Come on, Kyle. Give me a little bit of <laughs> Kyle. No, oh, there you go. There. He has to do it in the media center, which is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Brandel Chambly is over there going, what is Kyle doing? Yeah, they're they're revoking his credential as we speak. Um <laughs> Jordan Spieth for Greg. We obviously love it. Coach, you have put your money where your math mouth is and said, I'm going with the Fox, Ryan Fox. I saw this dude do an interview in two tournaments ago because the European tour, I've told my boss of the PGA tour why this doesn't happen every week. I don't know, but the in round interviews I love. And he did an interview and he was like, I don't know why I'm playing this good, but I'm just going to ride it and ride it and ride it. This dude is a beast. On the DP World Tour, he knows how to play Lynx golf. He's had a top 20. I love him this week. I, I mean, I, I almost feel like I should give Jacob strokes. That's how confident I am in this. Oh, head. my gosh. I'm sure he would accept them. Yeah. No I problem. feel like I should do that. That's how much of a mismatch this is this week. Uh, the fans went with Patrick Cantlay. Mark has Terrell Hatton. So the fans, uh, they can get very, very close with a Cantlay win and a Hatton miscut. You guys figure out the likelihood of that happening. Gentlemen, I'm right on time. Uh, we've got more coming tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. There is a gambling preview stream right here on the First Cut YouTube channel that will be live. Bring your questions. We will bring the answers. Producer Jacob, all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter is there. He's there. He's in St. Andrews. He's available on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS, and the coach is available at the Coach Rules. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut.
Catch you next time. 